Welcome to This Biz Life, the podcast that uncovers the heart of entrepreneurs through their story. I'm your host, Lizzie McCauley, a copywriter and copy coach with a massive soft spot for small business owners and entrepreneurs. I truly believe that storytelling is at the core of building any business and that our unique story is our marketing superpower. Each episode, I'll introduce you to a new business owning legend brave enough to share their story. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be inspired to share yours too. Ready to roll? Let's dive in. Hello again. Welcome back. This is episode number two of This Biz Life. I'm Lizzie McCauley, just like it said in the intro. And boy, do I have a guest for you. This is our first person-on-person interview because last week I interviewed myself and that was a delight. But this time I have a very good friend of mine. She is a high-ticket leads and sales coach, the amazing Mish. Now, Mish is actually, of course, short for Michelle Gilroy. She's a very well-renowned, highly respected uh, coach. She helps coaches and consultants elevate their high ticket offers and launch using Facebook challenges, even when they don't have a large Facebook audience. Hello, Mish. Hello. Hello. And thank you so much for one, having me here and uh, two for the amazing, incredible introduction. Really <laughs> oh, buddy. It's been a good year, me and you. We've, we've, we've sort of been in each other's orbit for a little while now. And boy, have we done a lot together. I'm so, so pleased to have you here and be able to share your magic with lots more people because the more people have mission their lives, the better life is going to be as far as I'm <laughs> well, Thank you so much. <laughs> So let's have a think. Have you been like mentally, emotionally preparing for our spectacular conversation today? Oh my goodness. Of course I have. Why would I not? Um, especially being the first guest that I'm honored. Oh well, you know, it, it was a hotly contested little spot as well. I think at the moment I've got about eight people that I'm trying to juggle on how I'm gonna fit them in for the for the first season, which is really, really cool. More That's people so coming cool. in as well. So, you know, uh, we've been doing some pretty awesome stuff together. You are a challenge launch specialist, would you say, as far as your strategy goes? Yeah, so definitely um, helping coaches, consultants really elevate their high ticket offer and launch them using Facebook challenges. And I have a challenge like a five-step blueprint that I teach and help them implement so that they can really hit six-figure years and then six-figure months, um, which is super exciting. And it's a fairly new program, but, um, you know, I've been working with some clients and got some incredible results. Nothing wrong with that. So, no, it's been fascinating sort of being in your orbit and watching you progress and develop and really drawing on your experience and having you draw on my experience and we kind of have, have supported each other through business. And I think that's something that's really exceptional about you, Mish, is that you are such a, a supporter of collaboration over competition. I think that's oh, really clear when you speak about anything, <laughs> Yes, look, Collab has been um, incredible for me and I believe that, yeah, if you can um, 
work with people uh like it, it it just helps everyone and just like me and you Lizzie like we've got different skill sets and we're helping each other and it's it's amazing and and I actually enjoy it I love working with other people and supporting them to win I mean I think I I think I enjoy helping people win more than I help myself when I <laughs> it's easier right it's that whole what is it the plumber's always got a leaky tap or something it's way easier to help other people and prioritize their stuff than sort of looking in at our own businesses and going oh yeah we gotta do that too <laughs> yeah always tricky look I you know I started as an Instagram coach mm. um and and that was amazing and still is amazing and and you know to think that now I've gone into challenges and and that is because you know it's something that I guess has just really helped me mm. hit those months that I really wanted to that you know I had goals to do so yeah, for sure. that's sort of how I ended up I guess doing working in challenges specifically which has been incredible Yes. So we're going to get into this, this story in a second. So Mish, this is, this is episode number one of interview. So I'm yep. going to take you through and take everyone listening through how this is going to work. I asked myself the questions last week, which is a little bit strange, but <laughs> it's much better to be able to look at you and talk to you specifically. So we're going to have five questions that every single guest is going to answer. So you've had a little bit of time to sort of look at these questions and, and gather your thoughts. And what I think is really great is that everybody at home or wherever they are, wherever they're listening from, will be able to kind of play along and think, hmm, now, what would I say if Lizzie was asking me these questions? So are you ready to dive in, Mish? Uh, let's go. Let's do it. All right. So let's start super easy. Let's let's start with what's your story, Mish? Okay. So story is uh, grew up in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. Mm. So a beautiful little island off the bottom of Australia that is almost one of the hottest places to to go to actually in the world right now, which is nice. is incredible. And grew up as uh, yeah, a small, uh, like a family of four, mm -hmm. so with an uh, incredible sister and uh, a lot of love in the family. We weren't overly wealthy, but we had a lot of love and um, that was incredible. As a kid, I was absolutely full of energy. I used to get up at like between five and six and drive my parents crazy. <laughs> um, I loved playing sport and always had a competitive little streak to me nice and, and passion and I guess that team that team um spirit you know I'd often well, like got into the some of the state teams and you know I would always be one of the ones that were like leader of singing all the songs together and really just yeah, which is probably one of the reasons why I love the whole the membership model of of coaching and that as well is because you you have a little team and you you really nurture that and and then basically 1991 going back to something big that happened in my life my dad passed away so that was like a really significant change I guess for me I was Gosh. only 18 at the time Gosh. and so dad had a massive heart attack Right. And he was the sort of like 
inspiration to me as a kid and really yeah. gave me these um, values of like you can do whatever you want and um, probably the entrepreneurial side of me and always sort of gave me that permission I guess for that empowerment and to be more and have more and do more and and so that was a big big sort of like oh my goodness how you know it was just terrible and but it was also grounding like it gave me that chance to just really appreciate life and love and and just life more but it was just definitely one of those changes in my life that it was like oh my goodness, like, you know, I really had to learn some skills at a young age. Well, I say young, I was 18. Oh, 18 is young though, in, you know, in like, life terms. Of and just, yeah, of how to cope with that long term without being sad. For sure. Look, it's a, it's a sad thing. I think you're you're allowed to be sad in that moment, but I'm sure you drew a lot of strength from that, that even now you probably are able to draw on the same, you know, just because something's terrible doesn't mean it can't galvanize you and, and sort of drive you forward. I bet your dad gives you inspiration even now that, you know, he's been this uh, big force in your life. And just because he's not physically present doesn't mean he's not present, which is really cool. No, look, um, I, I often go back to values and sure. like, you know, he gave me the permission and I guess the values that, you know, I've embodied and, Amazing it's it's amazing so so no um that was that was pretty big yeah. then I went and left school in grade 10 was dying to get a job and yeah. uh started in a chair manufacturing business as an admin trainee nice um, did you get samples <laughs> no that, <laughs> the, the company went bankrupt and oh. then I ended up going into real estate for a while because my sister was in real estate so I just decided I'd just follow her is she older or younger older older, so I've got an older sister nice and uh did that for a while and started as admin but then sort of rose up the chain and went into property management so I did that job for seven years Mm -hmm. which gave me again a lot of skills dealing with you know the rentals but the landlords and and again I had that I guess sales like nurturing uh community-based sort of aspect of looking after people which is something that I feel like yeah is definitely something that I'm and so I love that job for many years but sort of reached the point where I'm like okay I'm done (laughs) with rentals now what's the next step and then started going um into doing some direct selling and network marketing. So I started in network marketing and joined a couple of different companies over the years. I'll cut short, but (laughs) basically as a result of that, I guess that business really, really that business model really showed me there was good, you know, there was good things, but also, you know, obviously they had the old style of reaching out to people and some really not not great tactics that really are redundant now but what it did teach me was a lot of daily you know like activities that you must do every day and some I guess rituals so it was really really great for that but it also gave me the opportunity to travel the world for free geez that's not so bad (laughs) no so I was lucky enough to win I think seven overseas trips wow as a young girl um, before I had kids. Mm. So I went to places like oh, Stockholm and Helsinki and um, 
Paris, Reb in Tam with your Club Med and a lot of other trips even in Australia. Nice. I got, I won these, they were all free and they took my husband, paid for half of him with me. So that was just amazing because honestly at the time I got to a point where I'd won so many, I guess, that I was just like, it's just another trip. Wow. But at that being that good at sales. Oh my goodness. Like I can I I couldn't sell myself out of a paper bag. And here's you winning international trips no matter what you I I don't think I realized just at that point I didn't appreciate that I really had a gift at that point. That that, you know, I was always in the sort of top 10% of any of the businesses that I went into. So yeah, so I did some pretty incredible things. Like I won't go into all the different like results that I got from some of those businesses, but I always remember one moment when I went into my accountant, he goes, because I was working. So I was working as well. So I had a job and I was working. And so more recently I had a job at Business Events Tasmania. So I went into tourism. So which is like the Are you selling Tasmania instead of business? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So again, I was membership manager. So I looked after all of the hotels, motel, like basically any products and services, activities and tours and hotels and restaurants all around the state. And I looked after the relationships, but I got new business. So again, Mm. it was a sales orientated membership role. And I did that for eight years as well while I was still doing these other network marketing businesses wow. and still hitting these really good results. So, did you ever sleep, Mish? When did you sleep? Well, you know, this was a lot, lot of the time before I had kids. And then when I had the children, things changed and my husband's like, right, okay, we've got to dump something. So at that point, that's when I went, you know what, I'm, I, I'm going to just work four days a week at Business Events Tasmania. Yes. And then, of course... COVID. Ah, the joys. <laughs> but I'd always had a passion for entrepreneurship, clearly why I did these other businesses and had a lot of success. And I always knew that there was something in me that was that that had to impact and help people. And uh, I don't like being in a box. I really don't like it. And so even though I had a great job, I excelled in business events, I, you know, worked in lots of companies where I, you know, they they thought that I was great. Mm. But I was boxed in and at that point I decided that I wanted an out. So I started trying to put a course together to teach Instagram. (laughs) This was 2019 and so. Pre-COVID though, so you you didn't even know what was coming. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. And funnily enough, I launched it in February 2020, which is when COVID just like literally hit yes and timing how did that go then did it go really well because everyone was turning to online well it was sort of before you like you know I did the work before like two or three months before yes so but I had I think it was like nine in the first round Mm -hmm. and I I need I went to the niche of network marketers because Mm -hmm. that's where I'd been working and so it went really really well and at that point in March 2020, my job was like turned off because the planes weren't coming in anymore. No tourism. And, um, <laughs> and basically, but secretly, I was like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> um, now, because my husband always had the fear of like, oh, but if you don't have a full time job and you're not, you know, the That's normal right. person with a normal job, what he calls. Yeah. Um, 
like, you know, how can you do that? Because I was always on a good salary. Don't you I find didn't... that though, Mish, that husbands are much more risk averse when it comes to like the creativity? Yeah. I, I Like my husband is an amazing supporter, as I'm sure yours is, but there was always this like, but mm, you're doing it for yourself, but, but other people go and somebody pays them a salary. And 100% there's like pros and cons to both. But I think for people like you and I and entrepreneurial types, having someone else call the shots is never as fulfilling as calling them all for yourself. No. March 2020, I got the news that work, uh, the government was going to actually uh, pay us, JobKeeper it was called, mm-hmm. and, and my boss actually rang me and said, well, there's nothing for you to do here. And so at that point I just woke up and went game on. And because if I want to do this, it's up to me. And yeah, come September 2020, I'd actually just hit number 20 in the world of Groove Funnels. So at the time, I'd launched my Instagram course and I started to scale because I knew that I needed to get funnels. I bought into funnels and I literally got really focused on that and built a team of, I think, 65 people. Nice. And that gave me. Yeah, some incredible exposure worldwide, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I opened up a lot of doors of of beautiful relationships of of movers and shakers, I guess you could say. <laughs> of, um, yeah, like uh, that particular association has really opened up a lot of um, doors for me, which is amazing. Yeah. But how much of this, and I'm really interested in this, like the whole point of this conversation is to really get into the heart of business and of entrepreneurial spirit so that we can share our vulnerability with our audience. Because I think that's something that's missing quite often. And it's the scary bit of marketing is when you start to share yourself and when you start to open up. So I'm curious, Mish, how much of this story do you share with your people? Uh, you know what? I have not been very good at um, sharing my own personal story mm. and it's definitely something that I do need to get out there. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's been times where if people look at someone that's had success or having success and they're like, oh, yeah, but you, but it's like, no, no, I rolled up my sleeves. I got up at 5 o'clock, sure. <laughs> you know, from, from March until September and even the year before that while I was working and building an Instagram course and yeah. doing all the things like and being a mum and doing all exactly. of the things, I just, yeah, put put the time and effort in because I had decided and was really clear that I did not want to go back to a 9 to 5 job no. even though people would say, but Miss, you had the best job in the world and I did. I did have a great job, but it just no longer was what I wanted to do or that lit me up anymore. Absolutely. And I think so many people can resonate with that as well, especially in our space where there's, you know, creative people everywhere, you know, entrepreneurial types, business, small business owners, very often far more creative and far more open to new ideas, I think, and to be looking at somebody who has trod the path that they maybe would hope to is really inspiring and super valuable. So what I'd encourage you to do um, after this talk is maybe go back and have a have a reflect on, on the story that you've been sharing today and maybe pick mm-hmm. out some little bits that you can share with your people, stuff that you, you maybe hadn't considered before that would be really powerful to share with your audience um, going forward. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's there's so much. 
<laughs> there is. This is the thing. And we all, I think what happens is we all go, oh, no, my story's not that interesting, which is a real, it's quite short-sighted, I think, because we're only thinking of it from our own perspective because we've already lived the life and it's not interesting to us because it's all in our heads. We've all, like, it's in our memories. We've already done it. But to somebody who's never met you before but gets a greater connection with you and a better understanding of who you are as a as a coach, as a service provider, I think is hugely valuable. And I think it's something that we miss quite often. So that is my homework assignment for you <laughs> is to pick out some pieces that that you can share that that share your heart, even yes. if that's a bit scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I think it's I think it's great. And and I know that you know, like even when I listen to your story, you know, you you do, you connect deeper when you go, oh, wow, Lizzie did this. Or you, do you know what I mean? Like I think yes. it, 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 you're, you're right that people go, wow, I didn't know Mish worked there or did that or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because often even with your friends, until you start digging deeper and asking questions, you don't know everything until you Absolutely. know. <laughs> when you share your own story that leaves no room for confusion about who you are, where you've come from and why you do what you do. So that is why I asked question number one, of course. And so thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been um, an incredible journey and you're only just getting started as well, which is very exciting, you know, like (laughs) there's so much more to come. Um, And I'm sort of getting a little peek behind the curtain um, having worked with you for a little while now too so it's great yep all right so mish what do you think your greatest triumph is then uh well i think i probably spilled the beans with that which (laughs) you know like definitely hitting number 20 in the world of groove like absolutely not sure groove's been an interesting um business and an experience for me some really positives but also some some more negative or mm. some negatives as well but it's still been unbelievable hitting that goal when there's probably 300,000 competitors yeah, not I mean 300,000 probably wouldn't have been sharing it as a business but yeah it was pretty pretty big and it gave me exposure to actually get onto Groove Digital Presents. So I presented to their audience of, you know, 300 to five. I think it's 550,000 free and paid users. So so just being open to that, but also being in that top 20 gave me to sort of like hang around with the top affiliate marketers. And yeah. which again, probably, as you know, uh, Lizzie, I have got a recurring income side to my business, but also see it for others. And it's probably another secret passion that I really want to help coaches and consultants be able to help others through their uh, genius zone and make the impact, but also to be able to share systems and tools that can, one, help them get there quicker, but two, create some recurring revenue to sure. just help your business as well. So uh, it's definitely another little well uh, you know I, I I make recurring income every single month and and right back from 2016 in isogenics I still if I start that up again I would still get paid for <laughs> so I definitely get the uh, the power of recurring income and yes. uh, which is probably why I'm like a challenge launch expert where you know, if you can actually get that model, which is rinse and repeatable, mm. it gives you that recurring income model as well. Absolutely. Because who doesn't want, uh, 
effortless wins in their business. And that's not to say that setting up the challenge strategy is effortless, but how much easier is it to get a recurring client than try and land a new one? You know, like once somebody's in your orbit, much, much easier to keep them than to get a new person through the door. So totally get it. So with you. Okay, cool. Great answer. Uh, All right. Mish, what's something in your life that has surprised you? I would say it's probably just looking at perspectives of people's like one problem, like even when you're coaching somebody and somebody with a growth and positive mindset can go away, implement, do, and then somebody with the the negative mindset can complain, bitch, moan, whine, blame you, blame others. Yeah. And so I, I feel like we're all guilty to a certain extent of sometimes blaming someone else for something. And I think it's just a responsibility we all have is to learn to take responsibility. For and- sure. So you are a follower of the radical self-responsibility movement there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll use my VA experience, actually. <laughs> you know, I've had to look at myself and go, I hired a few VAs during the time and then I go, oh, they're just hopeless. They haven't done this and haven't done that. And then I've had to look back and go, hang on, I've got to be more patient. I've got to be more... I've got to know that they don't know, they don't have my 25 years of sales and marketing expertise. Mm. They don't know what they don't know. And so I had to look at that myself and go, we've all got to learn. And sure. that that alone, you know, sometimes you just look at all of the the comments out there and you just go, wow, like people's attitudes mm. um, just surprises me over and over again but it's also it's it's just people don't know what they don't know I think it's a learning thing oh for sure I think I think people are really really happy to externalize responsibility a lot of the time um, instead of taking it on and saying okay well shit that didn't work out yeah. what can I do differently next time what can I learn from it and every mistake of course is a lesson rather than something to dwell on as a problem yeah. Yeah. And and I think that there's been times where, again, I've just done the work and just even acknowledging mm-hmm. you do it and catching yourself and going, oh, actually, I can take some part of this and mm-hmm. perhaps I could have done this or help people more. I think that's what it comes down to is because, you know what, it's been heavy times these last couple of years, yeah. like really complex and heavy, and you can understand how people would feel the weight of that as well and you know like it's to your credit that you found your own innate strength maybe not everybody that you're experiencing that that you see this like negative side to how they present themselves maybe they haven't had the opportunity to really (laughs) sort through their own strengths and weaknesses I don't know it's theory (laughs) not a psychologist so yeah Understood. Totally get it. Makes total sense. It's been an interesting time. And uh, I suppose I've noticed even from from living in a regional part of Australia, you know, the businesses that were going to succeed, that were going to make it through this time, you could always tell them they were going to make it. You know, like they they have energetic, positive-minded, 
innovative owners who want to try something different, who want to challenge themselves and who are confident in their abilities to weather the storm. Where there were some people who, you know, tried really hard and had to shut up shop. And there were some people who said, oh, it's all going to be too hard. I'm just going to cut and run early. So it's it's interesting. You could sit back and watch that kind of play out. Yeah, and I really did that in my job at Business Events Tasmania because I was managing um, the relationships there and, again, seeing the attitudes of some that pivoted into takeaway food and the restaurants and and then the others just was like, oh, that's all too hard, poor me. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I, I get it. It was massive, Absolutely. you know, like their whole business was just turned upside down, which was like an un- you know, for so, like you just would never expect any of this to happen. But, mm. um, you know, at times like that, some of the businesses turned it around and and sometimes, you know, we do. We have to do things that are outside of our comfort zone. Um, yeah. And- That's where the biggest wins are, though, generally, wouldn't you say, outside oh, your comfort zone? A hundred percent. You know, <laughs> it's one of the things that, like, as an entrepreneur, I think if you can actually do the things that others won't, that is what is going to get you the results that the others won't have. Yeah. And it's, again, it's one of the things that I've learned to do, even though sometimes I haven't wanted to do those things and they felt uncomfortable, but I've done them anyway and it definitely gets you there faster, even if you fail first. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing nothing like a bit of failure to, to propel you forward, right? <laughs> cool. All right. Now then, let's have a look. I've got a list here. All right, you're up to the second last question, Mish. How are you faring? You're like hanging in there? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> good. <laughs> so then let me ask you this. So is there a moment in your life you look back and go, geez, I wish I could have a do-over on that? Anything at all? Look, it would have to be my wedding. Ooh. Um. And that was just because I was too, um, I I couldn't speak about my dad. Sure. Yeah. So that was like just that moment that I'm like, oh, I just want to be stronger, but I just couldn't. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a big topic to, <laughs> so you need to be ready, it right? Is, it is, but I'm one of those people that I am a good talker, like I can talk. Yes. Um, <laughs> but But I just, you know, at the time I just couldn't do it. Sure. But it's just it's it's one of those things that I go, oh, you know, I would would like to do that. Um mm, maybe there's a vow renewal coming up in uh, 2023 <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> well, I have got my 50th soon and yeah. uh you know, I was actually just running along. I love running, by the way. <laughs> um one of those weird people that actually enjoy running. <laughs> And so I was writing the other day and I was listening to some old Elvis songs and bringing back some things and thought I might actually find out whether this acoustic singer can actually play one of these songs and yeah, yeah just sort of um, say this is from my dad and yeah. There you go. So it's never too late though, Miss. You could, you could just no. move your no. tribute to no. to now instead. Maybe you've enough time has passed now that you summon the strength to be able to maybe not there's no right or wrong there's just whatever works for you in the moment but it's a nice thought it must be quite comforting to say okay I'm ready <laughs> yeah but it's also strong and strength like even for me it's still hard yeah. speaking about that so I just think 
oh god you know can I even do it this time wow well I whatever you choose will be right for you in the moment and it's really it's really beautiful that you've been able to to share the memory of your dad and and his impact on you even now as a as a business owner you know that's that's really that's beautiful all right we're up to the last one my friend are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Come, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Final one. Do you have a parting lesson for our lovely listeners? Uh, well, I would definitely say in everything in life, just do you, be you. Mm. And one of my favourite words, which Lizzie, you've probably heard, is mess is better than perfect. Yes. And lean, lean into your greatness and don't hide your amazing personality. I feel like a lot of people, even like myself, sometimes, you know, dole down their personality because of being worried about what others think. Sure. But often it's the one thing that can help you stand out from the rest, um, right. repel the people that really don't jam with you but Mm -hmm. actually the people that love you will love what you're all about and and be you and and then on that matter I would just say for those that want to follow the entrepreneurial journey um, just really decide that you're going to win make the decision and then take the action around that yes that is what I would it's solid and look I'm sure that is why we are such good friends as well Mish is because you're you're speaking from my hymn sheet for sure I think the more you can stay true to yourself for starters it's much easier to remember if you're just being you you don't have to go shit what is it well what do I think about that you just you just instinctively are your natural self but people gravitate to that natural even awkwardness like whatever whatever happens to be your style the right people will come to you and the wrong people can bugger off essentially (laughs) yeah and you're not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay oh god imagine if you were you'd be so vanilla (laughs) yeah even then not everybody likes vanilla either so like uh, what I, I suppose I'd add to that is is fairly futile to tie yourself in knots to please everybody you might as well please yourself and have a great time along the track right yes 100% Love it. Cool. All right. So that is that is that. I think it's fabulous that we've had this time to chat. Thank you so much, Mish. How can people find you? Okay, so people can find me. Go to just my Facebook profile, Michelle Gilroy Webb, and uh, friend request me there. Or I do have a website, www.michellegilroyweb.com. Or alternatively, probably my main Facebook group, which is High Ticket Leads and Sales Fast Community. So go and search that. Yeah, and we'll have it all in the show notes as well. And you, you've talked a little bit. You've got perhaps a plan, something to share about a new challenge, maybe on the horizon, maybe Feb, maybe March. Something. Yes, so we'll be doing um, a challenge launch lab. So for any coaches and consultants that are really wanting to elevate their high ticket offer and launch using a Facebook challenge, um, sort of like a new and different method that I teach, which is very much gamifying and really helping you get uh, the right numbers in there so that you can hit that goal and create rinse and repeatable predictable income. That is Fabulous. what I'm 
Who doesn't want rinse and repeatable, predictable income? Yes, please. (laughs) Great. Well, thanks, Mish, so much for spending some time having a chat with me. I have truly enjoyed it and starting to peek behind the curtain of what makes Mish tick. (laughs) It's been super enjoyable. I'm sure everybody listening wherever they are will get a lot out of it as well. Um, That's it for this episode. We will see everybody next week for another fabulous edition of this biz life. All right, that's it from me. I'll see you next time. Bye, bye, bye. That's it for another episode of Storytelling Magnificence. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then I'd love for you to tell your pals, leave a review, like, share, or subscribe. Whatever helps us get our stories into more ear holes. I'm about on all the socials at Write It Copywriting and my name, Lizzie McCauley. Until we do it all again next time, keep doing you. See ya!